will of the Supreme Lord, so they can direct the Kshatriyas how to act, how to live in this world responsibly and administrate the state for the uplift of the citizens. But, as usually happens, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Actually, the Kshatriyas didn't have absolute power. They administered under the guidance of the Brahmanas. Later on, due to so many reasons, the influence of Kali Yoga, in which people more, the influence of Kali means the influence of Tamago, the mode of ignorance more and more. So gradually kings, they took power without consulting the Brahmanas, and simply the, without taking training, without Kshatriyas were also trained in the Vedic principles, not to the extent that the Brahmanas were, but they also had to understand them. They would consult with their ministers, means they would consult with their ministers on the basis of Shastra, on the basis of practical wisdom, they would also learn practical wisdom. Uh, not that they simply blindly followed the Brahmanas either, but they consulted with different ministers and decided what was the best thing to do. So that system of checks and balances is gone, and simply leaders, they are the worst people. As Prabhupada used to say, the people are fools and rascals. So democracy means who's the biggest fool and rascal, they get the top position. All people are living like animals, and uh, they want the biggest animal, he becomes the leader. So in such a situation, there is need of rectification. This material world, the tendency is always to go away from its purpose. The purpose of the material creation is to sit properly. The purpose of the material creation is to sit properly and also to give the chance to the conditioned souls to become Krishna conscious. Conditioned soul basically means he's not Krishna conscious. Within the conditioned souls there are those who are born more with the godly nature and those who are born more with the demoniac nature. This is discussed by Krishna at the beginning of the 16th chapter. He tells Arjuna, don't you worry, you are born with the godly qualities. Some people are born with more demoniac and some with more godly. But basically everyone is here because they have the disease of wanting to enjoy this material world. However, some are more inclined to become free from the disease. They are called godly. Those who are more inclined to increase the disease and become more materialistic, try to enjoy this creation instead of acting within this creation for the enjoyment of Krishna, they are called demoniac. So when the number of demoniac rulers increases, then the 
nature of the material world, the nature of human society becomes more and more corrupt. Instead of human society being organized for the sake of spiritual upliftment of its members, it becomes organized for the sake of the sense gratification of its members, and especially those who are more powerful, they exploit others for the sake of their own personal sense gratification. So that is the nature of the material world, because that disease is there, the disease of enjoyment is there, to go away from the purpose. Therefore the Vedic injunctions are supposed to be followed very strictly. Then we can remain, human society can remain on, connected to its purpose. However, even if the Vedic injunctions are followed strictly, but the purpose is not understood, then gradually that also becomes corrected. Therefore you see what is the necessity of maintaining proper knowledge in human society. Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita. Why? Because in course of time that knowledge had become lost and human society had become corrupted. That he wanted to re-establish that knowledge. Physically he re-established the system by removing the Kauravas and establishing the Pandavas. But at the same time he gave the transcendental knowledge by which the Pandavas were to rule. He spoke Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna. It wasn't simply that he was partial to one party and hated another, but he wanted that the Pandavas would rule according to the Vedic injunction. And of course, even the Kauravas, they were ruling according to the Vedic injunctions. But they missed the point of the Vedic injunctions, which is to satisfy Krishna. So the incarnation of the Lord comes whenever there is too much disturbance in society. Now, he either comes himself personally or he sends his empowered representative. Many people ask, why is it that we see in Gita that Krishna says, whenever there is a decline in, in he is making disturbance and he is more anxious to stop that. When there is decline in uh, religious principles, when there is dharma glani, I come myself to re-establish the principles of religion. So many people ask, well, where is the incarnation of God? And some people give the answer. You see, there's, there's one here in Gujarat and another few in South India and plenty of them in Bengal. There are plenty of incarnations. <coughs> So, some imagined incarnations of them, but why do those who are faithful theists, they may wonder that why doesn't the Lord invent himself in this time? Actually, he has invented himself. Kali Kale Nam Rupe Krishna Avatar Nam Hoite Hoi Sarva Jagatya In this age of Kali, the Lord has invented himself as the Holy Name. By this, the whole world can be saved, the whole universe can be saved. So they say, well, Krishna's name is eternally present in human society. Why is why why in Kali Yuga? Eternally present, but particularly in Kali Yuga, this chanting, Krishna manifests himself. Now, where is that? Good point. When or when will this be? Okay.
Krishna agrees to Krishna uh, manifests himself more prominently in the form of his holy name in this Kali Yuga. We ask, how is that? Just like the sun is always of equal power. But sometimes the sun manifests himself different times of day. Sun manifests his energy more. So the holy name is always powerful, but especially in this Kali Yuga. And chanting the holy names is the prescribed method to invoke the presence of the Supreme Lord. When we chant the holy names, then Krishna appears on the tongue, dances on the tongue of the aspiring devotee. That's if we actually chant. Chanting means with attention and with devotion, with love, with faith. Chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra means to ask Krishna to engage us in his service. So chanting means also with the attitude of wanting to perform service. And how to perform service? Anukulyena Krishna Anushivanam. In a favorable mood, in a way that is pleasing to Krishna. So all these things have to be considered. But the fact is there that the holy name, the effect of the holy name, no one can deny. So many people all over the world, what is the proof? So many people all over the world, their lives are changing. People who come to Krishna consciousness and take it seriously, their lives are changing. They feel attraction to this chanting and not for the sinful activities of this world. Of course, due to past sinful life, we may still feel attraction towards material sense gratification. But we feel, must be feeling more attraction to Krishna consciousness, otherwise we would go that way, fall down. But those who are tasting the holy name, they remain fixed. They go on. And gradually, gradually they make advancement. The question was coming about, well, why, why do people go away? They're chanting. But after some time they lose inspiration. Why do they go away? That means that not begging for the mercy of the Holy Name. How do we chant? We have to chant begging for the mercy of the Holy Name. We have to keep on showing Krishna that we want to surrender to him. This is a whole big philosophical question in the Sri Sampradaya. That you only have to surrender once and then that's it. Lord Rama says, whoever surrenders to me once, I want him fearlessness and I take care of him. Does somebody say, okay, surrender once. Okay, I surrender. That's it. Finish. Nothing more to do. There are others who say that the process of surrender is an ongoing process. You have to keep on surrendering to Krishna. And of course, we could say that both things are true, because if you actually surrender once, then, you're sur then you remain surrendered. If you're, if you're not actually surrendered, if you don't, continue your surrender. 
and it's only a show of surrender. But uh, actually at every moment we are being given the opportunity by Maya to surrender to her. At every moment we have the opportunity either to follow the dictates of Maya or to follow the dictates of Krishna. So where do we surrender? It's a constant process. It's a constant struggle. As long as we're not fully surrendered to Krishna, then it's a, a constant struggle because we feel, due to our sinful background, we feel attracted to take up sense gratification. Therefore, we have the process of sadhana bhakti, process of devotional service, to help us to surrender. There's also the path of Raganuga Bhakti, in which one is spontaneously feels attracted to Krishna. But as long as we don't feel that spontaneous attraction, as long as we still feel attraction to Maya, if we try to follow that, it's not possible to be successful. So sadhana that gives us the protection and the inspiration to keep on going. It's, it gives us a formal structure within which to hear and chant about and serve Krishna. In spontaneous devotional service, devotee is spontaneously attracted to hear and chant about Krishna and serve. But as we're not on that platform, we have a structure that you do it in a regulated way. At this time, you rise early, attend the temple programs, chant, at this time you do this service. Sadhana doesn't mean only what goes on between 4.30 and 8.30 in the morning. Sadhana, sadhana means a practice, cultivation. That means whatever we're doing throughout the 24 hours, that is also sadhana. We're, we're taking up the practice of serving Krishna. You see, even when we're taking prasadam, there's a whole consciousness that I'm taking this, honoring this prasadam so that my body may be fit to perform different services for Krishna. It's a different mood to, all right, let me enjoy. When we're performing different services, cleaning the floor, cutting vegetables, whatever it may be, it's all training at its service to Krishna, but it's also training in service to Krishna. Training in imbibing the attitude of serving Krishna, which is the meaning of pure devotional service, to have a spontaneous attraction to serve Krishna. So this sadhana process structure, do this, do this, structured way. So that by coming in contact with the activities of hearing and chanting about and serving Krishna, which are constitutional activities in the liberated state, that we regain our taste for them. So sometimes devotees, they go away from them. They may, they may become complacent. They may think, well, you know, I followed Mongolati and all these things when I was a junior devotee, but now I'm more senior. So, you know, sometimes if, if I sleep in the morning, it doesn't matter. Actually it's better because then when I get up I'm less tired and you know I can turn my rounds better. There may be some reasoning. It may seem very and you may not feel any difference. It may 
I, I got up a little late, but it doesn't matter. I, you know, I turned my rounds, I did my service. We don't notice the incremental decrease until it's too late. That you lose the pace. Uh, apart from the offense of not attending, not following these rules and regulations, which in itself weakens us. By not applying ourselves to this process, we become weak, weaker, weaker. And then by not regularly hearing, then we lose our discriminatory power. And as we become weaker, we, we're not, we're thinking, yeah, I'm alright, everything's okay, so it doesn't matter if I associate with Maya a little bit, I, it's not really Maya, I can read this, I read so many things, read, spend two hours a day reading newspapers and magazines and, you know, it's all for preaching and we have so many different reasons. But unless our consciousness is clear, if we read these things, we'll be affected. Actually, if our consciousness is clear, we won't have a taste for reading them anyway. But we'll just read. We may see, just for the sake of seeing some points for our preaching, but if we get a taste for reading these things, then we're in a very dangerous position. Then our consciousness becomes polluted. And we start to think that these mode of ignorance ideas which are being propagated in them, they're actually not so bad. We start to think, well, we have to be realistic. Devotee is actually a realist. The devotee is discussing Ram, Ram Lila, Krishna Lila. To the materialist it appears to be some fairy story. What is this? Ram is... Some demon is flying in the sky and Ram is shooting. Some demon is taking the form of a deer. Some demon has ten heads. These are fairy stories. Come on, let's be realistic. Let's, you know, what are the real problems of the world? Let's have a look in the newspaper. The real problem is that you forgot Krishna. This is reality. But we are taking this non-reality to be reality. And if we're in material consciousness, if we're not absorbed in hearing and chanting about Krishna, it will seem to be reality. Mostly we come to this Krishna conscious room because we think that this whole material world stinks. It's just a nonsense place. But when we become so-called more mature, we may start to think, well, you know, it's not so bad after all. Let's be realistic. What's going on? I mean, how can we relate to people if we, if we, you know, we believe in all these fairy tales? How are we going to, how are we going to convince people about Krishna? Maybe we should dress Krishna up in a suit and tie on the altar, and then people could relate to him better. <laughs> you know, whoever, you know, no one dresses like this, isn't it? Isn't it ridiculous? Why don't we give him a pair of Levi jeans? Let's be realistic, be modern. Make some, make some adjustments. But it doesn't work. And not only does it not work, but we ourselves lose our faith. Because we don't have faith in the truth positive. Prabhupada describes here in the, in the uh, translation. The truth positive. He is the truth positive. He is the actual truth. Krishna. And everything in this world that appears to be true 
If we don't see everything in this world in connection with Krishna, then it is just like reflection in the darkness. So it's not, we don't get the clear picture. So, how to keep strong? How to be delivered? Krishna has come as Lord Chaitanya to deliver the holy name. He is present as his holy name. So easy to avail of. So easy to take advantage of. But if we are like animals, living like animals in the mode of ignorance, then asatyare satta karimani will take that which is not true to be true. The devotee remains absorbed on the Vaikuntha platform by absorbing his consciousness in Krishna and service to Krishna. For all the important things, so-called important things in the world, he knows that it's, it's just a semblance of importance. It doesn't matter if someone's PhD, MSc, President of America, their so-called importance, for one thing it's just for a few seconds anyway. For another thing, what does it matter whether you're a PhD or the President of America? What? So what? We're tiny, tiny little beings. Among the dogs, one dog is considered better because he is he's bigger and stronger. He becomes the, the chief of a pack of dogs. So in human society, we consider someone better because he's maybe more intelligent or more powerful, richer. But what is this all matter? So what? You're in this human body for a few seconds. That minute I'm the president of America. So what? What is America? It's just some tiny some tiny little patch on some tiny little planet. Uh, we take it so seriously. So reality is to understand Krishna. If we understand that, uh, then we'll remain fixed and we'll be delivered back to God. But if we don't remain fixed in our spiritual practices, if we don't take advantage of Krishna, his mercy, he's, to, he's come to us, Mahavadana Avatar, most merciful incarnation to deliver us as Lord Chaitanya. But if we don't take advantage of that mercy, then we simply have to remain within this material world. Whatever we do in Krishna conscious, that will help us. But if we don't remain fixed on the path, then Ashadadhana Purusha Dharma Setya Parantata Apra Pranam we don't remain faithful to Krishna. We have to fall down from devotional service and go back to material existence of repeated birth and birth. Hare Krishna. Any questions? Hare Krishna.